Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Inger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, guys. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So today, uh, I'm one day, or not one day older, I'm one year older. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday! Thanks! (laughs) I think we both celebrated our birthdays on the podcast. Your birthday this this past year, we celebrated in September. So, yep, I'm a little bit older, but you're only as old as as you act or feel, right? Right, exactly. It's all a state of mind. Well, why don't you start with telling our listeners about your last seven days, Chris? Sure. So the last seven days have been um, really good. I've been doing another week in a slate deficit with my calories and have been doing really well. I went to uh, TC's competition this past weekend and he did excellent getting back on the platform after an injury. So it's been a very exciting week, um, very busy, and I we're continuing to prepare for this trip to Arizona where we'll be at the Glam Girl Retreat. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been nice. How about for you? So for those that don't know what getting on the platform means, can you explain oh. to our audience? <laughs> and also, CC is her boyfriend. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. So he's a power lifter. And um, last year, we actually both got injured. Um, I had like a neck shoulder injury and he had a low back injury. So he's been re we both have been rehabbing um, some athletic injuries for the entire year. So we're working on our comebacks. So he did his first show or first competition for uh, 2022. And I... I simultaneously, I'm, I'm working on improving my physique for my time to come back to uh, the stage. So, yeah, he did really well. He hit some PRs on uh, his squat and his deadlift and won a bunch of awards. So we have this, like, shelf in our office where we have all of our medals and awards. And when we first put it up, I had, like, way more than him. So I think he felt very motivated to start competing to <laughs> get some more trophies. So now he's racking them up. So I need to, like, get back on that stage. And they were some big ones. And he just had his birthday yesterday, right? He's a fellow Aquarius. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. And he had his birthday, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we kind of, last seven days, uh, a couple of my friends, also our Aquarius, us crazy Aquarius, we all um, are in the month of February. So we had like a girls night out where we did uh, dinner and it was really fun on Saturday. And then my husband took me out for my birthday on Friday and yeah, my kiddos like surprised me with some really sweet words with their cards this morning at breakfast. And um, my family is actually coming into town. So from Colorado, my mom and dad and my brother and his expecting wife um they're all coming and we're gonna celebrate my birthday again on friday and saturday so so yeah it was nice that they're gonna come in town i'm excited for that but today we're gonna be talking about something totally different than birthdays um so (laughs) it is preventing stage fright and this as you probably know if you've listened to our podcast or if you're a prep life uh, you know, one of our audience members, our OG, then you probably know that I suffer from stage fright 
uh, pretty frequently. And mm. as part of the ebook that I just created, shameless plug, it is on our website, glamgirlbikini.com. You can um, purchase it for $30, but it's basically, it's your guide to the 2022 season in terms of just my experiences as a judge, as a prep coach over the last decade, and then also my experience um, as an athlete and just kind of what the trends are for 2022. And so I dedicated a whole chapter to preventing stage fright. And these Mm -hmm. are just some of the techniques that because I suffer from it so badly, like if I don't do some of these things and really pay attention to mitigating my stage fright, it becomes extremely prevalent on stage. So it doesn't matter that I've, you know, stepped on stage 30 times. If I neglect these practices, it really creeps up on me and it, and it comes back. So, uh, it's definitely something that you can take proactive steps against. And that's why I felt really strongly about making a whole chapter on it. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be giving you this for free today and, um, we'll both be kind of providing our own anecdotal experiences. So right before the podcast, we were just talking and I was asking Chris, I'm like, I'm like, you've never, you know, experienced stage fright, have you? And she said, actually, yeah, I experience it every time. There's not one time that goes by. <laughs> so I think she just, maybe she does a good job of hiding it. Or um, if you care to like explain to the audience what your feels are before you go on stage and how that translates for you personally. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my anxiousness always starts like right when I arrive um, because I know there's like the whole like getting ready the night before and then getting all the tasks done in the morning. So really, I'd say the peak of my like anxiety is waking up in the morning and just wanting to get all of my appointments done and not be rushing to get on stage. So, you know, we always try and get things done nice and early so that it can be relaxed. We can have a little bit of buffer room. And as soon as I start checking off those boxes, like I have my tan done, I have my hair done and makeup, um, then I start to feel a little bit more comfortable because I have some things tucked under my belt, right? And then backstage, um, I just try and really concentrate on getting in zone and taking on the persona that I want to display um, in my presentation. So I kind of focus on like my uh, coach like Amy when you're there <clears throat> or uh, people that are there to support me and it kind of keeps me out of my head and comparing myself to other people and right before I get on stage I do get a little bit nervous um, but I try and remind myself like at this time tomorrow I'm not even going to have this concern so I just try and go out there and enjoy it um, so there's kind of like um, a method throughout like East the two days leading up to the show. But um, that's kind of what I do to kind of frame my mindset to have a good experience while I'm competing. Yeah. And I think it actually starts even if we back it up even a step further, I think some of it starts, you know, the night before getting to bed at a decent time. And right. I always get those dreams or nightmares really where you're just like, you missed your stage time when they called you out or, you know, you didn't wake up, your alarm didn't go off for your early makeup appointment and things like that. So I think anymore, I've just, I've gotten to a particular regimen that it makes me sleep and I make sure I go to bed as soon as I possibly can. 
especially if I have yes. an early morning makeup appointment, which, um, God love her, Elaine, she always gives me a hard time because I'm always like, the <laughs> earliest appointment you could give me. Um, I've since learned from that uh, with my old age. <laughs> uh, I've just learned that I'd actually rather have a little bit later uh, an appointment early enough that I'm done with everything before the show starts. That's a hard and fast rule for me. They yes. always try to, because I'm a tall girl, I and I'm like at the end. You know, so mm -hmm. they always try to like push my appointment back, but I, we've come to an agreement, Elaine and I, <laughs> we're close <laughs> friends. She's done my makeup very, very long time. Um, so I used to be like, oh, I'll take your first appointment at like 3 a.m. And that just makes for a really long day, super tired. Yeah. And it does not help me to perform at my best on stage because you just have zero energy at that point by the time you actually get up there. So right. I think like a good mixture, you know, like a six o'clock, seven o'clock time frame, if it's, you know, a nine o'clock or a 10 o'clock show, giving yourself plenty of time. And, um, I mean, for me, I always try to, and this is just a sidebar, just this is a, a hack of, from a veteran. Um, this has nothing to do with stage fright, but always do your tan first. <laughs> um, mm. I believe because. If you get your hair and your makeup done first and then you go to get your tan, you have to clip up your hair and put a cap on it and it completely ruins your hair. And then just with the spray and everything, I feel like it kind of ruins the makeup. So mm. I try to get into the tan first and then if I like need to go to the bathroom or whatever, um, try to get that done before the tan. And then at the end, you know, that's when... Like, if you can ha wait for the hair and makeup to be last so they're fresh, they just last longer, too, for the night show. Is yeah, and I think that's true. Like, it's probably easier to get tan touch-ups. Like, they're more available than them redoing hair or makeup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're very tight on time, as it is. Right. They, most of them only a lot for 30 minutes, and they're always running behind. Always. Yes. I have yeah. not ever yes. gone into a makeup appointment unless I am actually the first appointment at three o'clock where they're actually not, you know, running on time. Um, right. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into these 10 tips to prevent stage fright. Do you want to start with the first one? Sure. So the first tip is to visualize your success. So focus by closing your eyes and taking deep breaths to visualize the audience cheering, the judges like smiling and loving your look, um, focusing on these positive things versus like the things that can go wrong uh, is a good way to kind of like, it's almost like you're, you're living the moment several times before you get up there um, and you're having all of these positive experiences. So um, I know for me, something that's been really helpful is sometimes I will look up the venue where the show is at and I'll look at pictures of the stage. I'll look at um, previous pictures of bodybuilding events there. If I can find a photo that is uh, taken from the stage out into the audience, I will keep that. And sometimes I'll put that on like the uh, background of my phone so that I'm continually seeing that image and knowing like this is familiar to me now rather than it feeling so uh, new. And I know that as well, it has helped me, especially when I'm like really tired or 
Um, my body's feeling really achy because um, like fatigue and getting ready to get on stage. Being able to practice my routine in my head helps me to execute it really well on stage. There's something about like the brain um, processing that routine or that muscle memory. Um, I did that before I, I won my pro card in Pittsburgh at, at uh, North Americans. I We had like made some changes to my routine the night before and I was like so exhausted. We had did some practicing, um, but I remember falling asleep to like visualizing that routine in my head and leading up to the show, I had practiced visualizing my routine, but um, I would do it like right before I fell asleep. And the first thing I would do when I wake, woke up in the morning. So I think that really helps as well too, just to have that um, mental practice. Yeah. And I think the physical practice is absolutely key as well. So number two is be prepared mm -hmm. and just practice, practice, practice. And I just think that you're going to feel like you're going to have a lot more anxiety and you're going to be very, uh, very, that stage fright is just going to set in if you feel mm -hmm. like you have been unpracticed. And I've gone through those preps where I just, Sometimes I just don't have the time to devote to practicing like I should. Yeah. And it's like the last thing on my mind, like by the time I get in steps, recovery, meal prep, uh, taking care of my kids, my company. And sometimes it just goes on the back burner. And those are the times where I have not translated well on stage. And the times where I literally practice every day, I have my heels in my bathroom as part of my routine before I get on the scaled weigh myself. I go through my posing routine. It's very short, but it's daily. And then I practice with a posing coach every week leading up to the show. Those are the ones that I have felt like when I'm really prepared, I'm super confident. And I can tell you exactly which shows I practiced the most posing. And those were definitely the the least amount of stage fright I've ever had. So mm -hmm. there is some real connection there in that muscle memory. And the more that you practice, the less forgetful you will be about like your transitions. You're not going to be unsure of your skills. You've practiced it so much. It's second nature. Yeah, that's really good. And I think sometimes people, they're, they're not quite sure what they should be practicing in the lead up to, their show and I just say like be prepared for any scenario be able to enter from either side of the stage to do your individual routine um, and then don't just practice your individual routine like practice comparisons um, being able to hold the front pose and the back pose for an extended amount of time because depending on the judging panel you don't know how long you'll be standing up there and there there are looking for like small minute changes so the more like endurance you have to be able to hold those poses transition smoothly where you don't have to think about them um the better it will translate on stage as well yeah you want to take number three yes so the next one is to stretch so i kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier but um you know, the body does tighten up when you are nervous. I definitely notice my legs feel like they lock up a little bit more right when I'm about to get up on stage. 
Um, so it's really good to take a couple minutes uh, before you get into your heels to stretch and move your body. So, you know, you sh you'll probably be doing like some pump up um, actions to get your uh, the right muscles to look a little bit fuller. So it'd be good to do some stretching as well. Um, and this will kind of help you relax and get some mobility because if you feel a little bit looser and a little bit more comfortable, that will help you um, look more fluid on stage as well too. So a lot of times um, like stretching my calves and stretching my hamstrings um, and maybe stretching like my chest a little bit, all of those things can kind of help you um, be a little bit more mobile and loose on stage. Yeah, and this year I've incorporated a new uh, stretching technique with um, like a yoga wheel. I feel like that's really helped get some mobility in my low back mm -hmm. arch. Um, I've always kind of foam rolled and things like that, um, but I've also incorporated like a lacrosse ball into my recovery, and I think any time that you can keep – daily practices of stretching even like the arches of your feet and your toes and everything mm. because those are sitting in the heels for a long extended amount of time so yeah you know keeping your calves and your hamstrings loose but also stretching and using maybe like the lacrosse the lacrosse ball over the arch of your foot um using the foam roller to stretch out your calf like sit on the back of it um, foam mm -hmm. roll over the arches of your feet those are all important things uh, that we kind of forget about, but those are really important parts of our posing transitions because everything comes from the ground up and mm -hmm. the way that your feet are sitting in the heels makes a huge difference on how the rest of your body can pose and um, shape. That's well said. Yeah, I remember you having me roll out my lower back because that locked up at one point prior to a show and it was like, night and day difference my posing was so much easier so like I think this is a really good tip and then the fourth one is don't fight it so even with the best advice and pre-show rituals you're going to still experience nerves no matter what so don't fight it just breathe accept it and it will help you relax even more and if you fight the anxiety it just the chances are of it getting worse are a lot more probable and so what I've always done and I know you guys probably know that I, um, one of my fitness icon people that I look up to a lot is an entrepreneur and in the fitness space is Shalene Johnson. And I remember her mm -hmm. saying that whenever she gets nervous before like doing a big presentation or something like that, instead of saying, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, she just flips the scripts and just says, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so excited. And just giving yourself a different script, there's energy in nerves and then there's energy and excitement and they both feel really similar so you can just mm -hmm. kind of change your dialogue in your head and just you know accept that there's going to be some extra energy here and sometimes it yes. helps you perform better you know it gives you that extra edge sometimes it can be counterproductive so just go with it and um and work with it and just you know tell yourself a different story in your head essentially Exactly. Yeah. And I know that like for me, um, like I said a little bit earlier with the anxiety part, I just think like, oh my gosh, by this time tomorrow, I'll be like 
so proud of myself for getting up on stage. So I try and like think of where I'll be in 24 hours. And that always calms me down because I know that there'll be like no expectation. I'll be in probably in in a regular routine again. Um, And it just kind of like that foresight of looking like past it helps me to kind of be a little bit more present in the moment. Um, Which sounds counterintuitive. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So breathe is our next tip. So taking deep breaths with your eyes closed is a powerful tool to fight against stage fright. Um, Taking three deep breaths to start uh, will help your body calm down. They, uh, they've actually done some studies that proven that even just one minute session of deep breathing can reduce anxiety. So those feelings associated with stage fright are usually the strongest right up to getting onto that stage. So taking a minute, that time frame to focus on deep breathing um, can kind of help bring down that anxiety stepping, stepping out there for your performance. Yeah, I think our Apple Watches kind of show this in real time with actual data. When you look at your HRV after doing the breathing app for a minute, mine mm-hmm. has gone from teens to 100s for my HRV, which 100 is like really, really good. It's very rare that I get a 100. If I'm not, the only times I get over 100 for my HRV is when I do the breathing app or when I'm getting a massage. So it's, it takes a lot to get it that high. So high is a good number. Mm -hmm. Low is a very bad number. It means you're extremely stressed. It's all based off an equation of like how rapidly your breathing is and this big equation on like your heart rate and things like that. So it's basically a scientific way of measuring stress that you're going through. And so you can see in the numbers, if you do the breathing app, like what your, your watch shows that your HRV improves drastically. And then the next one is focus on the material. So just concentrate on your routine, visualize yourself, nailing it, avoid getting trapped in that negative state of mind and thinking about, tripping or stumbling so try not to think about anything that would go wrong with it only focus Mm -hmm. on the positive yes definitely um and the next one is make connections in the audience and with the judges so um you want to focus on making positive connections while you're on stage so think of the judges as you know just regular people they're your friends um they're not uh they're not your enemy. So you want to have like a positive association with them. And another other thing is you just want to make sure that you're not uh, like staring down a judge that you're looking at like each judge at the panel, you're looking at the audience, smiling, varying your eye contact, just some of those like um, cues for your, your face can help you appear more relaxed on stage as well too. Um, And if you, know who your judge is or your head judges at your show that's another thing that I'll sometimes do is if I've been in front of them before while I'm doing my visualization and thinking about like the audience I'll think about practicing in front of that particular judge and seeing their face so it becomes more familiar yeah we all probably picture Sandy's smile when it comes to who doesn't want to be have Sandy yeah I know she has such a bright (laughs) smile And I know it's because of her years as a cardiac nurse where she just keeps people that before heart surgery, she has this talent for just calming people down. And I think that that's the energy she just exudes. And I love it. 
So it's definitely my happy place, which segues into the next one. Create your own happy ritual. So some people, I'll never forget. I remember the first national show I ever went to. uh, This girl, we just basically called her headphones girl. Um, (laughs) She had her headphones on. She like was barely listening to anyone else. And then it was like all of a sudden she won a pro card. And I was like, dang, she must have just been in the zone with her music you know she just drowned Mm -hmm. out all things and stayed ultra focused on what would calm her down um some people you know they need to like meditate um i saw one girl backstage she had a mirror and on the mirror had positive affirmations and like it was almost like a vision board that she took backstage before going on and it said things in i messages to herself that were affirmations uh written on the mirror which was really cool um some people find that they get relaxed by talking to somebody backstage befriending someone mm-hmm. um you know that works for some people other people it distracts them too much um mm-hmm. i'm kind of one of those people that and i don't mean to be if i ever see you backstage i don't think i'm like a total jerk, but I just, sometimes I have to not get intimidate myself by looking at the wall and not looking at other people because Mm -hmm. I have one of those brains where I just, I can't just look from somebody from the neck up and just look at their face. I find myself, I don't know if it's the judge of me, like coaching me, but I like start analyzing physiques and I start second guessing myself. So a lot of times I'll just you know, lay down on a blanket, close my eyes, put my feet up, and I'll direct my body. So if I want to open my eyes, that I'm just staring at the wall. Honestly, yeah. like I just find my little corner, and that's kind of like my happy place. I know a lot of people is like different than that. Um, what's your your happy place ritual? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I become less social before a show as well because I'm concentrating on focusing my energies towards what I'm about to, to do. Um, and I just, I feel that I have to manage my like social exposure. So that, like you said, like getting to bed early the night before, like not being around tons of people, you know, I go into check to the check-in and I talk with people, but then it's also like, trying to get some quiet time in the hotel room before I go down for the pre-judging that helps me. And then once I'm backstage, I just need to know I have a spot um, and know where my home base is. And I think like, as long as I have like a blanket down and I have my things, I feel like I have a little bit of security in that backstage area. Um, And yeah, I just kind of, normally keep to myself I think after pre-judging done, normally like come out a little bit more with my personality but I do I get very focused as well so I always like your tip also that to get down early and get a spot backstage um, to lay out your things so that you kind of know where you're going when it's time to get down there yeah I think it mitigates anxiety too because things start to get crowded and it, yeah you feel like a sausage in there and just like crammed in like yes. sardines and it can be very overwhelming and overstimulating so yes yeah I think yeah you sent me out a couple times <laughs> yeah I remember 
your pro debut, I actually just was like, this is your chair. Yeah. Like there was no backstage <laughs> area at all. But I was like, I found you one chair and I'm like, yes. sit in this chair, push it yes. in and you're, you're going right yes. here. Just relax there. So yeah, which is um, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Definitely set your blanket back there. Like right after the athlete meeting, even if you have other appointments like hair and makeup tan, just mm-hmm. early put it down there yes. and then you can come back to it later. Um, that would be my advice. All right. The last two. So we have wallow in the worst. And if you can't calm down before the show, just allow yourself to imagine the worst case scenario. So I know a lot of individuals that suffer from severe anxiety do this. Um, if you watch, this is us. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Okay. So the guy that suffers from panic attacks, if you notice he and his wife, they'll be like, what's the worst thing that can happen right now? Go. Like, are you going to die? <laughs> like, what's what's the worst outcome that could happen? And they always do worst case scenario. And then it makes it feel like even if something bad does happen, like it's not as bad as that worst case scenario. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried that technique or not, but it sometimes can make like the the situation almost appear comical rather than intimidating. I think uh, similarly, I've thought about like, what am I afraid of? Like, what am I actually afraid of? Where are these feelings coming from? And then I'll start thinking, well, I'm afraid that I'm going to trip or I'm afraid that, you know, whatever worst case scenario I can think of. Um, And it seems like so minute when I look at the grand scheme of things. And another thing, because I know a lot of people are really afraid of tripping and stumbling on stage. A lot of people do it. Um, and if that does happen to you, the best thing is to just keep going, like just keep going through your routine. Um, and I do think like the more you practice and if you can find out what the, the uh, surface of the stage is before the competition that'll that'll help you as well and give you a little bit of peace of mind about the whole tripping situation yeah and then do you want to take the last one yeah so the last one is to limit caffeine and sugar so um those things can kind you know you definitely want to talk to your coach right so they have a specific strategy for you in getting your physique to look correct with your pump-up foods um But if you do struggle with anxiety and if you're someone like me and caffeine just kind of like expands that problem, then it's good to just make sure that you monitor those things. So like if I'm taking um, a thermogenic, you know, leading up to my show, nine times out of 10, I'm not going to take it on the day of my show because it'll just kind of like push me over the edge with feeling anxiety. Um, And then, you know, watching how much coffee that you're drinking in the morning. And then also too, like, I know for me with managing blood sugar levels, it's important to make sure that my food timing is right and my foods are paired correctly. So that I'm not having like a really sugary thing without any type of fat along with it, where it's going to spike your insulin, give you like a huge energy rush. And then you're going to also have to deal with the, um, the crash afterwards. So a good coach should be able to like understand you, what you do well with, um, and prepare both your physique and your, um, 
your your uh, your mentality as well with the foods that they choose to kind of like prep out your your show day. Yeah, and I've had conversations with my clients. Like for example, I have you know obviously I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but she just suffered from high anxiety and having honey with you know maybe like some peanut butter on a rice cake the honey made her heart race and she felt like super anxious so Mm. we had to just do something you know like a simple rice cake with a nut butter or something where it wasn't Mm -hmm. just pure sugar really fast digesting so I think it's just a matter of knowing yourself knowing your clients like what they can handle um you know I have some clients that they're just really more of a, a macro counting person where they're used to having like candy after their workout and they do just fine with it. You know, everybody's so mm-hmm. individualized. So um, again, listen to your coach, listen to their guidance, but you're also the captain of your own ship in terms of, do you suffer from severe anxiety? Does high sugary foods, does that give you a lot more, does it make you a lot more anxious along with the caffeine as well? So just things yeah. to keep in mind. Um, so yeah, that wraps it up and we are way over the 30 minute mark. I, we were just talking about how, I don't know if this would facilitate a whole podcast. So we had a whole nother topic that we were going to talk about. Uh, we will save that for next week. And, um, I hope that everybody has a happy Valentine's day with their loved ones and that they're able to celebrate that over the weekend and that you're able to keep it prep life fun throughout yeah. uh this is your founder and ceo amy anger and before i sign off i just wanted to say uh you can find us on instagram at prep life podcast and at glam girl bikini and if you would like to still go to the retreat there is still time it is the 19th and 20th i will have the sign up link in the show notes if you're interested in the rest of this ebook I will also put that in the show notes. You can find that on our website, glamgirlbikini.com, and you can also hit the Get Started button to apply for the team. So with that, signing off on my birthday, I'm one year older. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then with my fabulous co-host, I'm such a great outro person. (laughs) This is birthday amazing right now. Oh my gosh, and this is Chris Nicole. Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Happy birthday, Amy, and thanks for listening, guys. Bye.